Hey, uh, ladies, on the 18th of February, you're having your ladies' Bible study. Uh, not my ladies' breakfast. Praise God. Ladies' Bible study. Lady breakfast, you know, that's here. Glory to God. Come and have fellowship. Also, with that note, hey, in May, right after Mother's Day, uh, Pastor Pamela has secured a retreat center so that you can have a ladies' retreat for the first time in about, outside of Harvest Bible Church, for the first time in about two and a half years. So we have a ladies' retreat coming up that is going to be really cool. We went up and looked at this facility. It's a nice little facility. It's really cool. And uh, uh, it's up in Miwok, up in the hills here. So it's really cool. And it's owned by a church and it's real precious. So you will want to, uh, you see, what date is that? It's the third week of May. And uh, right after Mother's Day. So anyways, uh, along that line, you actually, you know, Sunday's the 21st. So it's actually the, the 19th, 20th, and 21st. All right. Of May. May, so it's soon. So just hold that date down on you. Just remember that. We'll be getting more and more more stuff out there. And as you know, with Pastor Pamela, it's always a wild and crazy time. So you guys will enjoy being there. And uh, uh, she's got a lot of great things already planned for that. Hallelujah. So anyways, also, just uh, FYI for you guys too, lest you think we left you out. We didn't leave you out. Um, Anyways... You know, I actually looked at the retreat for us, so because we're going we're gonna to have, you know, we outgrew the Eagles Rest, which is too small now. So this one here actually has, you know, ladies, it's like it's like a hotel. So you basically get two to a room. You have your own personal bathroom and everything, showers. And, see, with Eagles Rest, we all had to share. So guys probably don't mind that too much. Ladies, hey, praise God. But the, you know, this one here is pretty cool. So it's more apt for you guys, but it'll be better for us too. So it'll be a fun. Amen. And we'll be blessed. So anyways, so ladies' breakfast coming up here. Also on that day is we're having the, the Dave Bisbee, who is the creationist, coming in and do a whole teaching for all of our children's teachers and everything about how to teach uh, even more uh, with greater authority about creation and ability. So it's going to be an all-day thing on that day at 10 to, to 3. So uh, it's a day that we could get them. And so working together along that line. And uh, we're really, you know, excited about what's going on here. Amen? And I also want to say thank you for all you that did March 4th uh, that signed up. You actually have 17 uh, children's workers going to be helping teach these 90 kids that are there. Plus, they have about two or 300 people coming to that creationist uh, in Genesis thing up in uh, Jessup University there that we've signed up to go. And if you didn't know anything about that and you want to know something about that, talk to Pastor Pamela after service today, okay? Uh, but you guys are just awesome. You guys just make us look so good. We, you know, we, we don't you know, get connected. We were just going to go up there. It started out, it was just going to be me and her. And then I drafted uh, Cameron and Samantha to come. And, uh, and then from that on, I just kind of blew up. And then she got all excited and said they need help. So then she got all of you excited and you guys, you know, our church is amazing. It really is. You guys are amazing. You just, you're just jump up and do things and help, especially in that area. And I, I just want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Amen. Also, on that following Sunday, the 19th, it's a busy weekend, is baby dedication. If you haven't signed up, we got lots of babies being born. In fact, we just had a brand new one be born just recently here. Abby and Scott Chambers. Abby had her little baby. Hallelujah. It's early. It was, wasn't supposed to be here, but this little girl decided to come early. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. So uh, anyways, we're, we're, we're blessed uh, along that line there. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I'm trying to think if I missed anything else that I missed there. 
Glory to God. I should get my little app out there. But I have one big announcement that's going to come at the end. Actually, Miss Marilyn's going to give you that one because it's one I announced on Wednesday. And uh, uh, I don't know why both microphones are doing that because that's weird. Okay? Miss Pamela's did it. Mine's all tight. So it's not any good. But that just means, hey, we're here. We get to have God interrupt and, you know, just make sure you're listening this morning. Amen? Glory to God. God is good. And he's good all the time. And so all of the... Junior high and high school can go. That's right. Junior high and high school, you guys can go out and get taught by Mr. Cameron there. You guys are going to be blessed. Hallelujah. Great things. Good stuff. Amen. Glory to God. (laughs) All right. Uh Uh-oh, look out. You give me this one, just a whole new anointing comes on, man. This is like... You get to eat and you get to preach. It's like, wow. You know, that's why, I don't know. I, this is why I don't do these because uh, I, I don't know how to handle it. Anyways, hey, turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. Praise God. We're so glad you're here. You know, I've just been praying. You know, we just uh, talking about promises of God. And I, I actually finished up kind of the things I wanted to do Wednesday nights. So if you didn't hear Wednesday night sermon, uh, I would get it. I would listen to it. It's actually really, really cool. It's online. And, uh, but one of the things about it for this year, for me, I believe that it is a fulfillment of things. I believe that God's going to finish things that he started in your life spiritually. And I believe naturally too. I believe there's some things naturally that's going to take place, but I believe God's going to finish. God wants to finish some things. And when I say finish, he wants to bring them up to completion or bring them up to where they're going to be completed, which simply means that God's going to answer a lot of your prayers. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Hallelujah. That. You know, obviously you're not praying and obviously you're not believing and you're not exercising your faith because if he starts answering my prayers, we are going to have exceeding abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. And you're going to be amazed at what God is going to be doing and what God has done. Amen. Cause I'm praying big. I'm believing God for Harvest Bible Church, believing God for myself. I'm believing God. Amen. But I said, Lord, in the process, you know, we, it always looks like we're looking out here. What are some things that we're supposed to be looking at right now and things that we need to just hold fast to? Amen. Don't you know that in the midst of things, sometimes we can get so overwhelmed by the future or we can get so overwhelmed by the present and the past. But what happens is, is that we don't stay in the moment and we don't enjoy the moment and we're not blessed in the moment. Amen. You know, so the number one thing is that well, always the number one thing is here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, which says this. Actually, let's uh, let's read verse one. He said, wherefore, seeing we are, in, you know, also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and uh, the, the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2 is the one we want. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the right hand of the, of the throne of God. Amen? 
So looking unto Jesus, number one, he says, you always got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Well, how do we keep our eyes on Jesus? Well, the Bible says in John that the word was with God and the word was God. Hallelujah. Amen. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. So we got to keep our eyes on the word of God because it's the only thing that's going to hold us steady. It's the only thing that's going to hold us steady. What happens is, is that when you look at, into that, they say, well, how do I do? How do I see that? Well, you've got to believe that the word of God is life. And that it's, it's life to those that find it. That's Proverbs chapter 4 declares that, tells us that. He also said in Isaiah 26, 3, he said he will keep you in perfect peace or he will keep him in perfect peace or double peace whose mind is stayed on him. Amen. How many you know that salvation is the only thing right now that it, your, your helmet of salvation is the only thing that's going to hold you steady in this crazy world? Because a lot of things are not going to make sense. A lot of things are not going to make sense. And we have to understand, we have to have a biblical perspective of things. We have to have our mind, because the second thing he said, you know, not only in looking in, looking into the word of God, is you've got to set your mind on the things above. Amen? Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, set your affection or set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Amen? For your life is hid in Christ in God. See, when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it changes everything. It changes our perspective. We have hope. We are not those that don't have any hope. Amen. Our future, guys, our future is bright. It ain't bright on the earth, but it's bright getting toward heaven. But here's the thing. Our future is brighter than everybody else's on the earth. Because we have hope, we have God. Amen? And you need to understand, the Bible says that as in the days of Noah's when Jesus is going to come back, in the days of Noah, they were still marrying and doing things. They still had commerce. They still had everything. So guess what? We're going to be the ones still doing all the commerce and still doing, we're going to still have blessing. We're still going to have uh, the goodness and the, and, and the blessings of God in our lives. In fact, that's when the wealth of the wicked is going to be turned around and given to us. Hallelujah. And we, of course, we're not going to be selfish. It's not our nature. Amen? It's just not there. We need to understand, how do we keep our affection on things above in this thing? Well, the only way to keep your affection on things above is to be like what Paul told the Philippian church. He said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Now, how do we think in line with that? We think in line with what Jesus said for us, and he told us and his disciples of what they're to do and what they're supposed to think on and begin to act and walk out. Amen. But as the body of Christ, most people don't know who they are, what they have, and what they can do. Because they're thinking about so many other things. And usually the question is, well, if I don't think about my job, if I don't think about what I'm doing, I'm going to get hurt or I'm going to get in trouble. No, the Bible's not talking about you shouldn't think about that. You should be thinking about those things. If you're there you're, and you're working and you're getting paid, you should be thinking about that a lot. You should be, be the best employee that's there. And glory to God, all that. But what I'm talking about is your spiritual health, your spiritual life, which goes over into your soulish life, which is your mind, your will, and your emotion, Hallelujah, which enables you to walk free from the contamination of the world. Remember, we, we ended up you know, on First Peter, there are second Peter chapter 1 when it says by these exceeding great and precious promises we can be partakers of his divine nature but so that's how we get to get his divine nature but what is it for so that we can escape the corruption of the world amen so we got to set our hearts and minds and keep our minds looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and we got to keep our affection or our minds on things above amen it's so vitally, vitally important, you know. I mean, go over to Philippians chapter 4. 
Go to Philippians chapter 4. Hallelujah. I just want to stir you up this morning. And, uh, you know, with this microphone, it's, it's, it's just interesting. So I got to figure this out here. And I, you know, I talk with my hands and can't talk with them. So it's difficult there too. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so you, I feel freedom, but I feel bondage. That's okay. Amen. He said, verse four, or in verse eight, he said, finally, my brethren, what things are true, what things are noble or, or lovely, what things are, of a, are just or of a good report, you know, pure, and what things are lovely, what things are, are lovely, what things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, if there be any praise, hallelujah, think on these things or meditate on these things. Do you know there's a lot of things going on, but he said the only thing we're supposed to be thinking on is things that are true, things that are noble, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of a good report, and things that bring praise and life unto God. You know, it's funny because Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 11. He said this, I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation, then I'm going to read it to you out of the Message Bible. He said this, he said, then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Amen. Let me read it to you out of the the message Bible. I like this. He said, are you tired? (laughs) Are you worn out? Some of you don't look to the right or left. Y'all looking good this morning. I mean, since are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? He said, come to me and get away with me and you'll recover your life. It's a lot of Christians who need to recover their life. He says, I'll show you how to take a real, te- a real rest. Excuse me. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. See, his burden is easy, you know, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Many times we make things a little too hard. But the reason we do is because we're thinking on the wrong things. Because your feelings are a direct byproduct of what you're thinking. You can change your thinking all the time. I mean, you can see that. We see that with people all the time, you know. You know, they can be screaming, yelling, you know, be upset. Then all of a sudden, their, you know, their cell phone rings. And depending upon who, who it is, they change their whole tone. <sighs> I mean, they're, they've been over here cussing somebody out, and then they see this. Well, hello. Oh, yes. So it's so funny. People say, well, I just can't change, or I just can't help it. Uh, sorry, you just defeated that whole purpose. Amen. Because here's our greatest strength. You want to know what the greatest strength is for you? Because sometimes it's difficult to keep our eyes on Jesus, you know, who's the author and the finisher of it. He started this thing. He'll finish it with you. He's never left you. He's not going to leave. He's with you. So he's going he's gonna, to you know, help you finish your walk with him. He's going to help you finish this thing. It's so great. Amen. And when you set your mind on him, you set your mind on the word of God. You set your mind and your affections, your desires to know his truth, his word. Amen. But here's the key to it all. Here's the key to it all, is you keeping your heart. You guarding your heart. 
And that's the heart on the inside. That's the spirit of man, not your physical heart. You know, it's good to exercise, but it's, it's, your, it's your spiritual heart. It's the man on the inside. You've got to guard your heart with all diligence because the Bible says out of your heart is all the forces of life or the issues of life. Everything that you receive and everything that you have comes out of the inside of you. Amen? You know, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 through 27 says this. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. See, most of you think I make things up. I just quote in scripture to you. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Amen. So we look at this and it says, Hey, keep your heart with all diligence. Well, isn't that a great saying? How do we do that? By watching your mouth. Let me read it to you out of the message Bible. And it's just a message. I just like what it says. It says, keep vigilant and watch over your heart because that's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless bantering. Avoid white lies and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all the sideshow distractions. Man, did we need that word in the 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and 2023. There's a lot of sideshow distractions going on. Amen. What's important? I mean, come on. You can take your cell phone out and click on it. Hallelujah. And you'll have all kinds of sideshow distractions. Some of you, if you did, if you did, you know, if you got that little thing that says how many hours you spent on it, yee, it tells off on you. <clears throat> Going, moving right along here. It says, watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. Amen. See, God gave us his spirit and put it on the inside of us. And when he gave his spirit, put it on the inside of us. The wonderful thing about that is, is he gave us, he made us new creatures in Christ Jesus. He gave us his divine nature. And because of these exceeding great and precious promises, we get to walk this out. See, just because God gave the children of Israel the, the land, he said, it's all yours. It's all yours. But he said, you got to go possess it. Do you know that all of the promises of God, everything that God said about you and I are ours, but we don't get it if we don't possess it, if we don't receive it, if we don't go out and believe it, take hold of it, take hold of the word of God, and we don't guard our heart from all the other junk that's coming on around us. Amen? Because see, Romans 10, you know, 9 and 10, or even Romans 10, 8, you know, Romans 10, 8 says, what saith it? Faith is nigh, nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. Goes on to say that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. And it goes on in verse 10 to say, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen? See, it's not enough to believe things, but you've got to actually act on them, say them, and do something with them. Amen? I mean, how true is this verse? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I mean, is that so fitting now for everybody, even in the whole world? That's not even just for Christians. That's everybody else. If, I got, you know, if they think they're this, then, oh, I am this. I identify with this, or I identify with that. I'm so glad I identify with Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I identify with him. Hallelujah. I get my identity from him. I mean, you know, as Christians, we don't have an identity crisis. At least we shouldn't. 
We should not have an identity crisis. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. So important. So important that we keep and guard our heart for out of it are the issues of life or the forces of life. Man, don't. And, and the way that you do that is you've got to put, put away a perverse lips or, or put away a deceitful mouth, which simply means don't say things you don't believe. You can't lie. You can't say, and don't say things that are not from your heart, from your spirit that you actually believe because your words are powerful and you confuse your spirit by what you're saying. Do you know the biggest time that we do, biggest thing that we do that we mess up with our, with our spirit is we say this little word, word called can't. I can't do that. I can't. Now, you guys heard my story about can't. My, my, my dad... My dad, when we were little, my dad just, you know, he was working and doing things, so he, we had to do stuff on the farm, and so I grew up on a little bitty farm. My dad was a wannabe farmer and kind of thing, and, and he was a wannabe everything. I mean, I grew up with horses and pigs and chickens and sheep and cows, and it was a crazy place. I had to feed all those things and do all that stuff, and so we had to take care of everything. And I remember the first time, I don't know exactly how old I was, but I said, I can't. And my dad looked at me, he said, listen, can't is not in the dictionary. I said, okay. Of course, I didn't know what the dictionary was. But he said, it's not in the dictionary. And if I say you can, you can. And you know what's funny? It's because he told me I could, I never thought I couldn't. So at nine years old, and my brother's 11, he says, you guys go out and you, 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 you barbed wire fence this 10 acres with five strands of barbed wire. You drive the stakes, you drive the truck, and you get it done before I get home. So we did. Yeah, I was nine years old. I could drive that sucker. Here's there's a stick shift on there. Hallelujah. I couldn't see, but I could, you know, do what was going on. And my brother would yell, scream at me, stop, do this, do that. So it was fun. And we, we, we did it. We had come along. We did it. We used the truck. So it says, hey, listen, if I took any one of my grandkids that are 9 and 11, holy cow, I wouldn't let them. I wouldn't even let them look at the keys. <laughs> are you kidding me? Let alone sitting them out in the field by themselves. My God, what's wrong with people? I, got, I think about these things that we, they told us to do, and I'm like, what, what were you thinking? But the thing, that, I mean, the thing that helped me the most is all through my life is that can't, you know, I found out later can't is in the dictionary, but it, according to him, it was not, and it helped me so immensely because we look at can't, can't. That's the language of the world. Because our Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank God for the word of God. That there's nothing impossible with him. But believe it or not, I only receive according to the power that's within me. Remember what he said in, in, in Ephesians there? That God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. Isn't that awesome? We go often quote that. Isn't that, oh, God can do all these things. But did you know the latter part of that verse is according to the power that works in you. So how great is that power working in you? 
See, when you keep your heart, your heart gives you to be brave and strong with the things of God because you know that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. You know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know that because God said it in his word, it'll come to pass and you're standing on his word, not just your word. Amen? Hallelujah. And you're standing on it and you have faith to believe, which is awesome. So number one, we got to keep our eyes looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. That's the first thing that we got to, we got to set our affections on things above or we got to set our mind on things above. We got to get the word of God on the inside so that we think in line with what God's word says and in authority of what he's doing. Amen. It's so, so very important. And then we got to guard our heart from all the other junk that comes around us. And we got to guard our mouth from what we say. Because, you know, you say what you, what thoughts come in, thoughts come. And so you got to watch what you look at. Notice it says you got to watch what you say through your mouth. You got to watch what your eyes see and you got to watch where you walk. You know, thoughts come by observation, association, and by teaching. So you got to watch what you hear, you got to watch what you see, and you got to watch who you associate with. See, some people, you know, they, they're just negative. And you got to have a spiritual bath. You know, hallelujah, amen, I mean, glory to God, and I mean, I, you know, I, I remember when I was working on a construction crew, glory to God, every day you had to take a spiritual bath, because you heard words that you shouldn't hear every single day, and uh, you know, it's just the way they talked, you know, but thank God for the Holy Ghost, thank God for the Word of God. But someone says, you know, Pastor, I'm trying to do that. It just seems to be difficult to do things. Well, here's number four. Here's the fourth thing that you got to do is, is you got to keep yourself in the love of God. Because you're trying to do it in your own strength. And that'll mess you all up. Because how many you know, no matter how hard we try, no matter how much we do, we mess up. And we fall short of what we can do. We fall short of what we think we should be doing. We fall short in that. And so how do we keep ourselves in the love of God? How do we keep ourselves in what he wants us to do? And that, you know, the Bible tells us that we've got a hope on the inside of us. We got a hope that needeth not to make us ashamed. Amen. And that's the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's Romans 5, 5. We've got the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Keeping yourself in the love of God simply is knowing how much God God loves you. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave. God acted. He did something. He didn't just stay up in heaven and say, hey, you know, I kind of like you, kind of like you, but you're on your own. No, God gave us his spirit. God gave us all these things so he would walk with us. Jesus is our author, but he's also the finisher of our faith. Amen. So, so we see this. We see uh, uh, God's hand upon us. We see what he is really, really desiring for us to have. Amen. In this, and uh, glory to God, walking in line with, with the word of God. And, and he, Jude, you know, the book of Jude only has one chapter. But Jude 20 says, but you, beloved, you know, building up yourselves on your, uh, on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. But the very next verse, Jude 21, says this, and keeping yourself in the love of God. Amen. But you keep yourself in the love of God. You keep yourself, you know, in the love of God. Hallelujah. Because you're awaiting for his mercy. Aren't you glad for the mercy of God? Amen. And I'm saying, God loves me. He loves me. I tell people all the time, you don't want to, you know, 
God fights my battles. God loves, and I'm going to love you no matter what. How did it? Because I'm not going to get myself out of the love of God. I am not going to allow you to be between me and God because I definitely don't want you closer to Him than I am. Amen. And God taught me that. God taught me that through a, through a series of events. God taught me a lot of those things there. But I'm so glad that Paul prayed that. I mean, you know, Paul had a wonderful prayers to all the churches. But in, in, in Ephesus, he actually had two different prayers. In the first chapter of Ephesus, he prays that the eyes of their understanding being enlightened, that they might know what is the hope of God's calling. Amen. That they might know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory and the inheritance of the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. Amen. So he told him about three different things. But over in, in chapter three in verse 14, he says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Amen. Amen. That, that he would grant unto us or he would strengthen us by his spirit in the inner man, that we would be rooted and grounded in love, that we'd be able to comprehend with all saints what is the height, the depth, the length, and the breadth of the love of Christ, and that we might be filled with the love of Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. He wanted us to be filled and understand that and be, have that love so amazing. Then he said, because God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can even ask, according to the power that works in us. Amen? And it was for the church. It was for us. But he prayed that because he knew that according to how much you let God love you and how much you let the love of God come out of you is the amount of blessing and and, and strength you have. Isn't it amazing? John said this. He said, we know that we're saved. We know that we've passed from death unto life. Why, John? How do we know this? Because we love the brethren. Not we love God. We love his kids. (laughs) And his kids aren't always nice. Now, you guys are the nice bunch, so it's all good. Amen? Hallelujah. He told us, he told us that we are to walk in love. And I use that word a lot so people get all upset about it. Where's that at in the Bible? It's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Tells us to walk in love. Okay, just to let you know that. He tells us, believe it or not, before that, it says, let's be imitators of God as dear children. And then let us walk in love. As Christ has also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Amen? Aren't you glad that Jesus loves you? Thank God for that little song, that Jesus loves me, this I know. It's amazing how many people don't believe that. But when you believe that Jesus loves you, you believe that Jesus lives in you, you believe that the Holy Spirit has empowered you, glory to God, you believe you're going to make heaven, you believe that God's given you authority on the earth, (laughs) and you believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, you believe that his hand is upon you, glory to God, you're invincible. And you know what you do now? Is you just keep doing it. You know, my fifth little point is you just keep doing it. Say, what do you mean, Pastor? You just keep doing it. You just keep doing it. You just keep moving forward. Amen? It's amazing uh, for those of us that have been in Christ a long time. You know, I got born again at a very young age. So I'm in my almost uh, 55th year of being born again. And uh, uh, excited about that. And so, uh, you know, 55 years of being born again, been in ministry uh, in my 44th year of being in ministry, okay? And uh, so uh, in that, 
and being around and being in church my whole entire life, which is dangerous to stay happy. And it's dangerous to stay on fire. It's dangerous. You know, when I say it's dangerous, it's because when you're happy and you're on fire and you've been at it a long time, everybody usually gets mad at you. They say, this should have ran out by now. Because, see, when I got born again, they said, well, just, it, you know, yeah, you're all excited. It, just give yourself about two years. You, you, you'll be like the rest of us. And they were right. It took about three years for me to get calmed down. But I was just a kid. It really did. And uh, those are the dark ages of my life was my teenage years, even though I went to church every single day a lot and stuff. But that was the area where, because I was going to a church that wasn't excited, I was going to a church that basically... Uh, Thank God they preached heaven and hell. Thank God I got saved in that church. I loved it. But they weren't giving me anything that I could live by. And they weren't giving me anything I could begin to just, you know, you know, I'm drowning out here. But at least I had enough sense that it wasn't God's fault. And I thought, God, if we have to live this way, we're going to be in trouble. Amen. But thank God, something supernatural happened when I was 18 years old. Hallelujah. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, got filled with the Holy Spirit, and that changed my life forever. I got off this roller coaster, twisty, always going, not knowing what was going on, and I got on a rocket ship, and I've never gotten off of it since. Hallelujah. Well, here's the thing about it is when I got on that rocket ship and got into ministry and started doing ministry at 19 years of age and doing the things that God called me to do, you know, everybody else said, well, you're just... You know, and uh, they said it's going to wear off. Well, glory to God, it, it's, it hasn't wore off in 40, what is it? Yeah, 40 a long time, 40 some odd years. Hallelujah, from that point. And uh, in fact, it's just gotten better. You know, most of my, you know, one of my ministry friends, he always calls me, he calls me Octane. He said, I, he said, you are always, every time I call you, you're like way up here. I said, well, I'm always happy. And I know that shocks folks, but I found out that it's a whole lot easier to smile than it is to frown. And I found out this too, because see, when you keep keeping on about it, when you just keep doing some things, is that what happens is, is that many people just do things because they ought to. You know, Galatians chapter 6 says this, it says, don't get weary in well-doing, for you'll reap if you faint not. Don't get weary in well-doing. Now, the New Living Translation says, don't get weary in doing good things because you're going to reap a harvest. See, the problem is I love to do good things. I love to do what the Word of God says, and I'm always reaping a harvest. Amen? Because I always know that no matter what I do for God, no matter all, the, and if I do it enthusiastically and I do it because I want to, not because I ought to, God always comes through. Amen? God's amazing. God's amazing. Now, now go to Philippians chapter 3. Let's wind this thing up. Hallelujah. Let's wind this thing up. Philippians, you're there. I'm, I'm already there. Philippians chapter 3. I was there in Philippians chapter 4. I never turned it. I think I gave you a ton of scriptures in my notes, but uh, we never had to do that. All right. Look at Philippians chapter 3. I want to read verse 12 through 14 out of the New Living, and then I want to read it out of the message, okay? He said this. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved. This is the Apostle Paul talking these things, or that I've already reached perfection, and I want to say the same thing, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward 
forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Amen? Now, let me read to you out of the message. I don't know why the message, it just kind of, it was this morning, I was in there studying, and I thought, I'm going to look this up. He said, I'm not saying that I have all this together. Aren't you glad? And guess what? As your pastor, I'm not saying I got all this together. I'm so glad that, glory to God, I'm just walking it out the same as you are. I'm not saying that I have all this together, that I have made it, you know. He said, but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got an eye on the goal. Where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focus on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind. Something less than the total commitment. God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track. Let's stay on it. Amen. I want to finish this thing. I don't know about you, but I didn't give up my life to love people and give up my life serving people for all these things to only go three quarters of the way. Hallelujah. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to continue to keep going. I'm going to continue to do what God says to do. I'm going to stay on this. Hallelujah. I'm going to do it. Now go with me over to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse 23 out of the... uh, just King James, but actually I'm going to get over there because I want to read it to you out of the King James. Then I want to read it to you out of the message just because I love what it says and this will bring great encouragement to you. <clears throat> it won't in the beginning, but it will in the end. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Matthew 10 verse 21 says this. Um, it says, and brother shall deliver up brother to death and, and the father to the child and the children shall rise up against the parents and cause them to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in the city, flee you to into another. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the son of man Become. Now I want to read that to you out of the message, and it sounds where did, where we're going with this? Why did you bring us all the way to here? It's because we live in a day, and we live in a time that you're going to be ridiculed. We're given a time for you just being a Christian, just your thought process, just your attitude toward life. People are not going to like you. People are not going to like you. They're going to, you're going to cause the conviction to fly, and it's going to be, they're not going to like what you stand for. They're not going to like what you believe in, and, and they're, they're just going to come against you. And it's like, wow, why, 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 is, why is this antagonist? It's because they're going to hate you for my namesake, and we're living in that time. We're living in that time. Hallelujah. So here's what it says here, and I'm going to read it to you out of, out of the Message Bible here. It says this. It says, when people realize it is the living God you are presenting and not some idol that makes them feel good, they are going to turn on you, even people in your own family. There is a great irony here. You are proclaiming so much love, but you're experiencing so much hate. Don't quit. Don't cave in. It is all well worth it in the end. Amen. It is not success you are after. 
in such times, but survival, believe it or not. Be survivors. Before you run out of options, the Son of Man will have arrived for you. (laughs) Amen? Three things real quickly, too. Is that this? Someone says, how do I tap in to this life? Stay there. How do I do it? Number one, agree with God. Agree with his word. You know, I always teach you, I always preach to you what I know and let you do your own thinking. And it, it, it's okay. Because the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? And you also got to believe this. Number two is you got to believe that, that the word of God, that your belief in the word of God and, and the scriptures, the power of God will change the circumstances. Not the circumstances changing your beliefs. Just because you don't experience what the Word of God says you're supposed to experience doesn't mean that the Word of God's wrong. It just means your experience is wrong. Amen? Because, see, God said he'd meet and supply all of your needs, and all of your needs may not be met right now, but God said he would do it. <laughs> Amen? And number three is you've got to know with your heart and you've got to speak with your mouth that which is true despite what anybody else says about anybody else agrees with you or not. You believe for you. I was the first person to, you know, get filled with the Spirit in my family. I was the first person to, you know, to answer the call of God. I'm a first-generation preacher when I've got all my kids that are doing it. But, you know, I changed my life. And I love my parents. My parents were wonderful. They were Christians. They were precious. Wonderful, wonderful folks. But I'm the one that changed the course of our whole nature and what was taking place because of God's call. But I had to stand alone because <laughs> nobody thought, you're just crazy. And I said, I, I think I am crazy, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> and so I've always just done it. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so it's like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the, the ability of what you've given and what we're doing. Because see, when you know your heart, then you're confident toward God and you're confident toward these things that are here. Amen? Hallelujah. And we thank God for what God's word says. You know, God said that, <laughs> he said, hey, I'm swearing by me. When he gave the covenant to Abraham, I've talked about, he gave the covenant to Abraham and his seed. It was just his seed, not seed, but seed, talking about Christ. And then Galatians says that we are Abraham's, hallelujah, that when God did that, he swore by himself. His promise and his oath, Hebrews chapter 6 says, you know, in, in their 13 through 19 says this, and I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living, and this is our last scripture. We think. No. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name saying, I will certainly bless you and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. Now when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, the oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfect perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for a refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope 
is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us to the curtain, even into God's inner sanctuary. The one thing I want you to get out of it is this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. And that's what's got to hold us steady. Folks, we've got the answer for the world out there. Most of them aren't going to receive, but thank God for all those that will. And the way to stand our ground, the way to stand what we're doing, is to understand what God says. And yeah, you may have to stand alone, but glory to God, you're not alone because you've got the greater one on the inside of you. Amen? God's hand, his plan, his purpose. And giving you hope, giving you something we can, we can do this. Amen? So keep these things before you. See, if you do this, you're going to have a happy life. Your life's going to be full of joy. Because you're going to be doing the things of God and you're going to be so excited. You're going to be telling everybody, man, let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you what God, wow, man, God did this. God opened up this door. God did this. Wow, God, he just, you just, you can't help but be excited because the Lord is going to be doing great things. He's going to be answering your prayers. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. Lord, I trust that this actually made sense and went into their hearts. Because I believe in my heart you told me this is what you want us to take hold of. This is for us personally as the body of Christ. Father, I've talked about that. Of course, I've shared about salvation in Romans 10, 9 and 10, John 3, 16 and all that. Because, Father, if there's somebody watching on, on that's there that comes across this and listens, Father, that you touch their life. You let them know that Jesus loves them so much. That he died for them. That if they would believe in their heart and confess with their mouth, they would be born again. And Lord, I don't know everybody's condition here today. I don't know every person's heart. But Lord, you know every person's heart. You know everyone's heart. Hallelujah, here this morning. And so Holy Spirit, I ask that you just right now, you just minister to their hearts. If there's anyone here under the sound of my voice, that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. If they have never made that, they may know about him, they may know of him, they may believe and believe in him, but if they've never confessed him as their Savior, if they've never did what, what Romans uh, uh, 10 says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, that's cool, but which with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, which means you've got to confess Jesus as your Lord in order for him to be your Lord. And you've got to begin to say it out loud to yourself, to yourself, and declare it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so if you're here, under, you know, it just, you know, we've talked to the, to the church today, but we're talking to you too, because you can be a part of the church. And you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you want to this morning, or you want to come home, you want to come back, you want to say that prayer again and rededicate your life. Just raise your hand real high so I can see it. Or real quick, and then put it down. That's okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I see that hand. Hallelujah. I know anybody else want to join that person. That's fine. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, when you come back to God, it's just as important. Sometimes you just feel, I need to do that. I need to read. And so that's what we're going to do. You know, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, if we are, would confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Father, right now, you saw those hands that came up and I know that they're for rededications. And Lord, I know, hallelujah, that when we confess our, our, our faults, we confess our sins to you, you cleanse us and you re- receive us and you forgive us. Hallelujah. But you know the first part of that verse says to confess your sins. The key to that is to say, Lord, forgive me for walking away. I'm coming home. 
the prodigal son, when he ran to his, when he came home to his father, and his father saw him afar as the type of God, God ran to him. And the first thing the son said, he says, I'm not worthy to be your son. Let me just be a servant. And the father was, no, you're my son. Let's get a robe. Let's get a ring. So right now, you just get rid of all guilt and all condemnation. Hallelujah. Because God's hand is upon you. Because you've acknowledged him by saying, Lord, here am I. And he's run to you right now. And he's engulfed you. And he's loved you. And he's restored you to sonship. Hallelujah. And he's giving you that ring of authority. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for these wonder, wonderful folks. Lord, we honor you for it. And just thank you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, everybody, look up at me. I'm going to have you stay seated for just a minute because we got one, and it's a really important announcement, okay? Because it's actually very scary. It's not scary for us because we can take authority over it, but if it passes and all these things take place, it is a, it's not a, it is a political thing, but it's just a law in San Joaquin County. How I many you know our county is an interesting county? They want to get, if it get, goes through here, then they want to take it to the state. And it's something that's going before our county board of supervisors uh, that Miss Marilyn has let me know all of the different things about it. And if I get up here, I'm going to get vigilante. So she's going to get up here and talk and really nice. You know, I'm going to be like the, 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 the Civil War. Yeah, yeah, this is live. It's still being broadcast. I'll be like, you know, when we were coming against the British and everything, then uh, I'd be the guy that, you know, takes off his clergy robe and puts on his musket. So there's a big difference between that. So hallelujah. Miss Marilyn, come on up here. She's going to share with you. And all is, we have to make a stand because if this crazy thing takes place, she'll let you know. And if she's not strong enough in it, then I'm going to get up and interrupt her. No, I mean, <laughs> no, she's going to be strong. We know she's going to, but she only, she, she has to be done in eight minutes. So you ready? You see that? Eight minutes. I'm do my best. Do, Greg, Greg will cut you off. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Pastor Mark. And thank you so much, Pastor Mark, for being who you are. We appreciate you so much. So um, you have a handout in your, most of you have a handout in your hand. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so uh, meet Goliath. Um, just to give you a tiny backstory, uh, the County Board of Supervisors, we put pressure, the citizens of San Joaquin, San Joaquin County put pressure on the County Board, uh, Board of Supervisors, and, and CRA um, had a huge role in that um, to prevent San Joaquin County from having a passport that involved a remedy. Um, this is the word I'm going to use, and you're going to have to decipher and read my language. So... Um, so we were able to push that back, and we didn't have a remedy, and um, fast forward, there was a grand jury, and out of that grand jury, they um, hired a, uh, a technical company to do a COVID-19 response report. We have the full 114-page report on our website online. You can go click on it and read the whole report if you want to. We also, what you have in your hand is a summary of that report. This came out in November. They brought it to the Board of Supervisors on December 22nd while we were all enjoying Christmas and not paying attention. Um, so they are already implementing some of these things within the um, health um health things within the county, you can read what it's designed to do. I'm not going to go over what it's designed to do. You may have to take communion and ask, ask and forgive these people uh, again when you go home. 
So, um, so what <clears throat> Melanie and I uh, are going to be at the County Board of Supervisors on Tuesday. Uh, <clears throat> we're both going to be giving comments. <clears throat> and we are imploring all of you to go to the website or go to the County Board of Supervisors website and make a public comment. You must do this by Monday at 5 p.m. They don't read them anymore, <clears throat> but we can stand up and say we're representing many people from San Joaquin County. If you can come to the Board of Supervisors meeting in person, we would love that for support. You don't have to get up and speak, but just being there. Um, so in order to learn how to navigate our website, learn all this information, trying to keep this, I still have five minutes. Yay. Um, um, yes. Um, you can use this QR code that takes you to our website, and um, you can see there's a link to the San Joaquin County government page. There's a link where you can make your comment, and um, there's a link for the agendas. Also, it doesn't show on this slide, but right in that same area is the link for the COVID-19 report and the summary. Um, but I've made copies for you, so um, um, you have that. Um, so tonight at 6.30, we're doing a Zoom meeting. Um, some of you have already gotten an email from me that I had your email giving you the Zoom link. Um, I'm going to have the Zoom link information out at the desk if you want to join the Zoom. Also, the um, CRA membership is going to be getting an email because all of this is on the CRA website as well. Um, so some of those people may be joining just so we can learn how to navigate the websites, um, have some coaching on how to make a comment. And um, I just found out, oh, let me back up a little bit. The way we found this out is that our, at our last CRA meeting, it happened to be on the same day to the Board of Supervisors meeting. And Lauren Elias, um, who is a contract expert, brought it before the Board of Supervisors and then came to our CRA meeting. We have the clip of her video, that presentation that she gave at the, at the um, CRA meeting on our website. She's the contract expert. She's the one that wrote these um, uh synopsis, the summary of what's going on, they are completely ignoring any narrative, they're completely ignoring all the stuff that's coming about, this out about the remedies and how unsafe they are, um, it's just a complete ignorance, and they're putting in place a totalitarian, top-down, in place so that any kind of a, a respiratory or whatever comes, they, they already have the authority to make it an emergency and do what they need to do, do, you know. I don't know how that will affect us on our religious exemptions, but they're seeking to close every, every opportunity for us to fight back, and they're doing it in the back door. So um, your comments, I, I really appreciate your comments. If all you say is... I have heard about the COVID-19 pandemic report. I disagree with everything about this and its remedies. Say no. If that's all you put, I mean, at least they know there's another body out there. 
We need numbers. They need numbers. Also on our website, we have their, their, your county board of supervisors' email and their phone number. Email them, call them, do whatever, you know, is on your heart. Making the comments, only going to take 10 minutes at your time, of your time. I did just, my phone went off, as you probably all heard, and Lauren just called me and said she's going to be joining the, meet, the, the Zoom meeting tonight. So we'll have some firsthand um, informations and answers to questions if you have them on that too as well. Thank you. Hallelujah. We're, the key is not that we're being political, folks. The key is, is that this is a basically thing that says you have no rights and no privileges and we can tell you what to do and how to do it and you have to make you stay home. So we're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you and we love you. We thank you. We have authority. You know, we know that people stand and try to make laws. They try to do things, Father. And we know the enemy is behind. But Father, we pray for them. We pray for the Board of Supervisors. Father, we pray that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. They'll open their eyes to see. We pray, Father, that they would see the deceitfulness and the deception that's behind this and how terrible this thing really, really is and what they're endeavoring to, to, to not see. But, Father, you're going to open their eyes up. Lord, we thank you for just anointing um, Marilyn and uh, Melanie as they speak. And, Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Father. We don't walk in fear. We don't walk uh, 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 trying to look at things and say, oh, we won't wring our hands. Father, we know who has authority and we do take authority of the spirit that's operating in that situation. And Lord, we do. We ask for your grace and your mercy to come into that. Thank you, Father, because it's your divine protection. Just like your word said, no matter what that goes on, no matter what it looks like, Jesus, you will always arrive ahead of time. You will always be there for us. So we honor you for it. Father, we're not against them in the sense of what they do and what they represent, but we are against the things that they're trying to bring against the church and bring against the people of this county. So, Father, we thank you for it now, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. You can all stand up, and you are dismissed. Our prayer team is down here if you need prayer. Amen. God bless.